Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about how to solve a reoccurring problem in your life, something that you keep bumping up against that maybe feels like you get a little bit of progress on and then you lose it. So it's two steps forward, two steps back. Um, And it's like a thorn in your side. And just to give a few examples, it could be something practical in your life or it could be something emotional or in a relationship. These are reoccurring patterns that you experience again and again and again and again and it's still with you and it's frustrating and sometimes you feel helpless and hopeless and you can't change it and this is just the way that it is and you feel stuck and then you feel frustrated and you feel angry and then sometimes you're like, I am going to change it and you try to change it and maybe you do or you don't, maybe you fail or maybe you do for a little while and then it all falls back and you're like, ah, I did it again or even worse, it just happened to me again. I didn't do it. It's them out there that did it to me again. Uh, and then we're angry and we're frustrated and we're bitter and then we're helpless and then we're hopeless and, you know, round and around we go. You know, this could be a little, you know, a specific thing like someone's weight, maybe your physical health, like, you know, you, you lose a certain amount of weight and you gain it back, lose and gain it, lose it, gain it. Um, this could be something with your finances, you know, you earn a certain amount of money and then lose a certain amount of money and then earn and then lose and then it just never seems to uh, progress in the way that you want. Or there's a certain challenge in uh, career or business, like you're never able to get certain things organized and that causes you problems. Or you are unable to, uh, you know, speak up in a certain way or be assertive or be seen as a leader. And so you're kind of overlooked and then you're overlooked again and then you're overlooked again. You know, or in romantic relationships, right? I, I have all the people I'm interested in are never interested in me back. So sure enough, there again, there's another person that I wanted to date, but they didn't want to date me. Or I only attract this kind of person, you know, a very, a, a, you know, a woman attracting a man who's very maybe self-absorbed or selfish or in some ways um, uncaring or unkind, right, or narcissistic. Or, you know, a man who attracts a, a woman where he's, you know, trying to save her or the other way around. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the sexual orientation if there's these patterns in relationships. And it happens again. Is any of this, like, if I'm describing this, like, what might it be for you? And look, there's no, first things first, we've got to just, like, relieve the shame about this. Because if you're a human, I guarantee you, you have at least one reoccurring pattern that's challenging for you. And yes, there might be some that were challenging for a long time and now they're not. And you kind of forget about those. You're like, yeah, whatever, that's, who cares? That's old news. But this thing, this thing sucks right now. Right? And we're focused on the problem of the, of the season, of the cycle of our lives. And... Everyone's got at least one. So let's just start with that. You're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. This is part of being human. And if you feel some shame, like, well, no one else has this. Yeah, BS, dude. People just hide it. They just hide it better than you. You might not know that person's issue with their, you know, they drink too many glasses of wine more than they want. Or, you know, they have that reoccurring issue in their relationship where they 
Uh, they get all reactionary or angry or pouty or defensive or sullen or withdrawn, and then they, their partner gets upset with them, and then they fight about it, and then they come to a you know an okay level of peace, and then and then it happens again, and and in the relationship sort of like it's not terrible, but it's not great, and they're just sort of in this holding pattern of certain level of closeness, certain level of intimacy, certain level of joy. And, and they can't break out of it. They can't feel closer and happier for long without more fighting. So you don't know. That's happening behind closed doors. So how do you know what's going on in their life? But I do know, and this is from my experience in working with thousands of people at this point, especially with group environments, um, and then just all the studying I've done in clinical psychology and coaching. And, you know, you put me in a room with somebody, and if they're willing to be somewhat open with me, we'll discover there's something there. So start with that. Take a full deep breath in and let it out. So you're breathing in acceptance and breathing out the shame. Breathing in your common humanity and breathing out that isolation or separation. I'm somehow different than others. So here we are, reoccurring challenge. You got one that comes to your mind? You know, for me in my life, there's been one that's, man, it's been there for a long time, which is the physical pain stuff. You've heard other episodes about this. And while I've made amazing progress, I, I don't take a medication that I took for 15 years. And, and I've been more active in the last couple of years than in, ever since I was, you know, maybe like uh, 14 years old. And so I've done stuff that I couldn't do as a 14-year-old that I've done as an adult. Huge treks, you know, hiked around Mount Hood in a day, 43 miles, 10,000 elevation change, uh, 10,000 foot elevation change. Amazing stuff. And I can still have periods where I'll have pain that lasts like five, six, seven days where it's hard to move around and I can't exercise and I can get real frustrated with it. I can feel stuck like, ah, it's here again. Um, I can have patterns of, I guess you'd call it sort of avoidance, right? Like avoiding feeling. Like the work I do in the world is so like feeling oriented and helping people feel their feelings and let's break through and then... And then I'll have this other part of me that wants to just like, it's like the, I, I learned this when I was like 11, you know, like how to deal with feelings is you numb out, you know, so I, you know, TV, video games, food, porn, whatever. And as I've gotten older, I've like removed a lot of those things. Um, I don't play video games. I don't watch porn. I don't really watch much TV and you know, all these things. So, uh, but my, I'm always, my mind is always looking for some way to kind of numb out. And so sometimes I'll get in patterns, uh, usually of like, listening to stuff I'll get absorbed in studying something and then I'll just like study it and study it and kind of be um it's like the smart person's <laughs> escape right I'm, I'm growing I'm getting something out of this this isn't just frivolous entertainment okay uh but anyway it sort of serves that function and then there'll be consequences of that you know a little bit of distance uh in my relationship and I, and I think the intimacy that I have with Candace and my boys is very very high it's probably above average but but when, I, when I'm when i doing one of those patterns, I'm a little bit more withdrawn. So from the outside, I might look like, wow, what an engaged you know, husband and father. But I know that more is possible. And they can feel it. They can feel like, oh, that's not Aziz. Like, it's not, we're not getting all of Aziz right now. So, and then there's other effects. And it leads into challenges with my body too, because I can get too absorbed, too mental, and then I start to feel more pain in my body. And so these are patterns that, that, I, that I noticed. And, you know, they're not totally resolved. I'll, I'll be, you know, not have an issue for months. And then all of a sudden, I'll kind of have a little pain cycle or something like that. 
Um, and it could be other things. I've worked with clients where it's, you know, uh, certain, you know, maybe it's cannabis or alcohol or um, binge watching shows or certain foods. You know, people can have issues with like they're eating really healthy and then they just go off the wagon. And that's, you know, that's an emotional thing. It's a, uh, you know, I, I tend to think of these things as addictions. Um, people might not like the word. You might not like the word and say, no, I'm not addicted. Okay, we'll call it a vice. Call it a compulsion. Call it whatever. But, you know, so how do we deal with this? Well, here's a very important thing to remember or to, to know. Maybe you, don't, maybe you don't know this. Is that, and this comes from the world of investing, actually, which is really interesting. But a very common trend in investing is resistance becomes support. So what that means is if you're looking at something like a stock um, or even the whole stock market or a cryptocurrency or whatever, you're looking at it, if you're looking at the chart of how much the price is over time, there'll be a certain point where it's, let's say it's going up in value and it'll hit a certain price target, you know, price per share, price per coin, whatever. And the market doesn't, cannot stand that. People won't buy, well, people won't buy Amazon stock at a certain amount or whatever it is, right? And it'll hit resistance. So the stock doesn't keep going up because people stop buying it. In fact, people might start selling it. And now it starts to go down in value. And then it goes down. And then sure enough, maybe more people buy it. It's like, oh, it's lower now. Now's the time to get in. And it starts to go up again. And then sure enough, it hits that same resistance. Just in this hypothetical thing, let's say the resistance is at $100. So it hits the resistance again. And then people sell off and it goes down. And then it comes back up. And it's, oh, it's going to be higher this time. No, it hits that resistance and bounces off. And that happens in our own lives, right? Like we're making progress and then we hit that resistance. We are making progress, then we hit that resistance. And that can be frustrating. And we can start to get demoralized. However, what's really fascinating about stocks is at some point, the more they hit the resistance, the more likely at some point that's going to break through. And when it breaks through, there's this fascinating phenomenon where that same level, $100 in this case, now it goes past it. It shoots up past it. And let's say it goes up to $118 or something like that. And then... If at some point it starts that people start to sell it, when it gets back down to that resistance level of a hundred, all of a sudden people buy it up again, and it and it's harder for it to drop below that resistance. And so now that they call that, that becomes the support. So, what does this have to do with like confidence and breaking through old patterns? Well, the key thing to remember is that something that you took a long time to break through actually might become a new norm for you, a new bottom, a new standard that you rise above. And so even if you were to drop below that, it's going to be really short. So for example, let's say someone is, you know, generally healthy, right? And then they have these periods where they're being healthy, they're taking care of themselves, and then they can sort of fall off in whatever form you want to think about it. Physical health, mental health, I'm going to leave it pretty vague here, right? And then they're like, oh man, I did it again. I ate the thing or I didn't take care of myself or whatever. And they drop down. And then they, they grow and they take care of themselves better and then they hit the resistance. They're like, oh man, it didn't work. Ah. And they're up and down, up and down. At some point though, there will be a breakthrough. There will be. If you're persistent, if you keep learning, if you keep growing, there will be a breakthrough. And we're talking about how to make that happen, but there will be. And then once that breakthrough occurs, you know, if you can sustain it for a little bit, all of a sudden there's a new baseline and you just won't drop down as much. You just, you won't tolerate it as much. There's a standard that you're like, wait a minute, this is it. This is, I'm not going to go back to that. 
And so when you start to go down a little bit, all of a sudden something kicks in. You're like, no, 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 no. And you bounce off of that. And all of a sudden that, that line that took forever to break through now becomes your new bottom and you rise up from there. And if you do break through the bottom, know that it's really short. It'll just like, you'll pop back up in an hour or a day, maybe a week, depending on whatever the thing is. So this is so important because otherwise the psychology can be like, oh man, I'm never going to get out of this. It's always been here. And even if I do make progress, I'm going to go all the way back down. No, there is a tipping point. There is a tipping point. Does that make sense? Even if you don't understand the whole thing around the support and resistance, just know that if you're persistent and you break through, once you've broken through, everything in your life changes. Now, how do we make that happen? How do we invite that? How do we bring that about? That's a great question. Because... It will not happen by default. If you run the same pattern and do the same thing again and again and hope for a different result, that's insanity. And many of us will just do that. We're just like, oh, I'm doing it again, right? Because we're not driven by our rational thinking and, and planning. We're driven by emotion. We're, you know, so this, whatever pattern we're running, we run it because it gives us a payoff. Typically, it gives us a sense of comfort or ease. It's easier on some level. There's less, it's, you know, uh, what's, it's like downhill, as it were. And so it's easier to eat the junky foods. They, 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 they taste better. They give me an immediate payoff of a dopamine hit. I feel good for a little bit. It numbs out any discomfort. It's easier to just put in head, headphones and just listen to stuff and not feel my feelings. It's easier to just leave everything disorganized and not set up, set up an organization system and have the discipline to follow through on it. It's easier to spend all the money and not think about it and invest it and learn about all that stuff. So if we just keep doing the easy thing, and hoping that somehow it's going to get better, it's not. Or worse, we keep doing the easy thing and then lament how anything else will be too hard and we just can't and we've tried in the past and it's not possible for me. And we tell ourselves, I don't know. I just don't know. There's nothing I can do about it. Which on level, on one level, you know is bullshit, right? You know it, right? Of course, there's something to do. And if you truly, first of all, when someone says, I don't know, I, I'm, I generally just think that they just said um, sort of meaningless words. <laughs> you know, it's like someone's just said, uh, potato pancake, right? It's just like I, the conversation just keeps going. We're just going to keep going as if they didn't say that. I don't know. It is sure. So one fun way to work with this is like, okay, well, if you did know, what would you guess? And then guess what? Nine times out of 10, someone come up with something. They have an answer. <laughs> And uh, well, the reason we say I don't know is because we don't want to change. We don't want to do the uncomfortable thing. We don't want to have discomfort. I don't know. If I, if I knew I would totally do it. I just don't know. You know, in this day and age, and I've done this. I've messed with people in some of my group programs where someone's like, I don't know. And then I say, well, I know if you, if you did know, what would you guess? And they're still like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, um, let's look it up. And then we'll just do some, you know, this is like literally during a group call, right? We're all on Zoom and something like that. And I pull up another screen. I share my screen. I'm like, let's look that up. You know, someone may be looking at a career change or something like that. And I'll be like, well, what, what, what would we search here? And I'll do like, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of Google research. I remember this one time with a guy who was kind of like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't do this career. I've been in this career so long. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, we explore the idea of like maybe career counselor, like doing some assessment testing to see what your strengths are. He's like, I don't even know how I'd go about that. And I was like, okay, well, what city are you in? So we looked up career, you know, career coaches. First of all, it doesn't have to be in your city. You could just do it over Zoom. But just to, for case in point, I looked in his city and we just found a bunch right there. I was like, look at that. I just did 30 seconds of Google research and got some answer. 
And he laughed and he got it, right? Because this I don't know and it's impossible and all of that is just total BS. It's just stories. And typically what's needed is this moment that I call a threshold moment of being fed up, frustrated, sick and tired of being sick and tired where we say, enough of this, enough of this. And there's like a, it's, it's anger or frustration, but it's not that like whiny uh, victim entitled, you know, like, ah, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, I, I had this last pain episode I had where I've just done so much and look, listen to this story, right? Like I've worked on this for so long and I've grown so much and then this isn't, didn't totally work because if it totally works, which means I never have pain again. And uh, then I, I had this moment and I did that. I did that for maybe like two days, kind of real pouty, self-pitying, upset. And then I had this moment where I was laying in bed and it was one of those pain experiences where like getting in and out of bed really hurt and so I'm like stalling, going to go pee. I'm like, okay, here we go. When I get up, a little gremlin's going to slice my left butt cheek with a knife. <laughs> At least is what it feels like. <laughs> so here we go. And uh, I'm just laying there. And then I think to myself, like, dude, no one's going to save you. No one is responsible for your health and your well-being but you. No one's going to save you. Like, you, if you want this, you got to claim it. You got to claim it. You got to claim like, I, I do know what to do. I do know how to take care of my health. And other people can support me in that, but I am the one who's going to bring the, the primary driving fuel to that. And I do believe other people are necessary, which we'll get to in just a minute here. But you have that, that threshold moment where you're like, dude, no one's going to save you. It's not anyone's responsibility. It's not anyone's fault. It is you. And, and, and you could fight that. You could challenge that. You could come up with a, another story that says other than that, but the only victim of that is you because now you fought for your limitations. You fought for the stuckness. And I'd say, let's just own it. I didn't want to do the uncomfortable thing. And sometimes the consequences we feel now are, are from the easy road we've taken for the last couple of weeks or months or longer. And so, yeah, there's some work to do. It's a process. If someone's been eating terribly for decades, they need to do a, a process of, of recalibrating their body and their taste buds and like healing their relationship with food and, and coming to their senses to, to understand their body cues and all this stuff. It's a process and it's uncomfortable. It's also extremely rewarding and gives life a sense of meaning and builds our sense of self-esteem because that's one of the biggest sources of self-esteem. Is not how other people see me and am I popular on social media. Self-esteem comes from I do the thing. I live my values. I know what my values are and I live them even though it's uncomfortable. And I do uncomfortable things to create meaningful results in the world for myself and for others. That's where a, a key foundation of self-esteem comes from. So you have this threshold moment. And then what's necessary though is other people. You got to have other people. I talk about this a lot, which is the lone wolf syndrome, this idea of like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. It is totally ineffective, totally ineffective, to, especially a pattern that you've had for years. I'm just going to do it myself. I've never seen it happen. Never. 
is always someone else. Now, at the very least, it's going to be someone that you don't interact with, but you receive their materials like book, um, you know, this podcast, YouTube, uh, course, something like that. Uh, I found for me, the biggest transformation in my life doesn't come from that. I, although I'm, a, I'm a definitely a student and always learning from people's books, materials, videos, and courses, but it comes from mentorship, from coaching, from working with someone, from guidance, because so much is unlocked when we do that. And so we, I know then for me, and at this point, I've learned enough of that to where I don't, I just, instead of spending a whole lot of time in the pre-contemplation phase of maybe one day I'm going to, it's like, oh, if I want to learn that, I'm going to find someone to teach that for me and, and, and start to interact with them. And start to learn from them and find and you know some of them are formal like people i pay to teach me or work with me or coach me and some of them are informal you know like i am one form of investing that i don't know much about is uh, investing in real estate for investment properties and it's something i'm curious about and so i'm not going to go officially go hire a coach for that right now but my dad has done that a lot um, and i have a good friend that i know in town who uh, you know runs a property management company and knows a lot about real estate and how to invest in it. So I thought, well, let me take that guy out to lunch. Let me talk to my dad on the phone, ask him some questions. And then, so that's kind of more informal. And then, of course, if I want to go further with that, I could. But other things in my life, like my physical health, all kinds of coaching when it comes to transforming physical pain into freedom in my body. As you've heard, I've, I've interviewed um, at least one of the people I've coached with, maybe several on this show. And, you know, uh, so who, who is that person that can help you? And you don't, you might know right now, or you might say, well, it's this kind of person. You know, who, who can help me do that? Who can help me set that up? Who can help me accelerate that? And if you're focusing on how am I going to do it, that's the wrong question. Who can help me do it? Who can help me do it faster? Who can help me ensure that I'm getting the results? In fact, super exciting. Um, there's a, a, a man who's been in my mastermind program for a number of years who I actually interviewed. Um, and we're going we're gonna to share that interview in an upcoming episode where he had a, an amazing transformation in his physical health. Talk about persistence. Uh, same a challenge with weight for like 30 years. 30 years of gaining and losing weight, gaining and losing weight, gaining and losing, the same pounds, right? Off and on, off and on. And then finally, finally, after 30 years, complete transformation in his body. And, you know, me and the other people in the group program were like, whoa, who are you? <laughs> what happened? You know? And I got fascinated. I was like, wait, what, why was, why was the 30th, you know, year different than the other 29 years? And, and you'll find out in the interview and it covers a lot of these things that we're talking about. So you're getting fired up. I'm getting fired up. What do you want to do? What do you want to change? Let's talk about that in your action step. Time for action, action, action. Your action step is to go do 500 push-ups right now. Let's go. No, <laughs> no, it's not like, I mean, it could be massive action, but you want your massive action to be geared towards something that's setting you up for more action, you know, right? So take that energy. If you're feeling fired up, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling fed up and you want to make a change, like start to think about, like take some of that energy for frantic action and, uh, and use it in thinking about who is going to help me. How do I contact them? How do I set that up? How do I set up a structure or a system or a repeated pattern that's going to help me in this? You know, so if you want to look on the physical thing, don't just run out and do a bunch of running today from zero to 60. Like think about who's going to help me coach. What kind of diet am I going to do? What kind of changes am I going to make? And then 
start to do that research and start to lock those things in place. That is still action, but it's, it's intelligent action that's going to drive you forward. Who is the person that's going to help me? What actions do you want to take? What are you, what are you committing to as you listen to this? What are you willing to claim? What must you claim? Or else your life's going to be a reoccurring pattern. Can you imagine whatever the challenge is that you're having right now, that it was 20 years from now and you were lamenting the same thing? Oh man, I just haven't gotten my act together with fitness. It's just so hard. I got, you know, bad genes. Or oh, I'm just so disorganized. I've never been able to get organized. I got a problem. There's some gene for organization. I'm missing that. Oh, no, I've never been able to, you know, take care of my physical health. And I've always had these body pain issues. I've had them for 20 years. Like, to me, that's, like, there's a sense of revulsion to that. I'm like, hell no. Hell no. I want new problems 20 years from now. I want higher quality problems. I want shit that I don't even know. I don't even know what the problems are of that guy 20 years from now. You know, like, my my empire has some issues I got to deal with. <laughs> that's that's a high quality problem right there, right? You know, I've done this. I've, I've played with clients around this. They'll be like, oh, I got this issue in my relationship. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. With the person that you married who, uh, you know, two years ago you were afraid to talk to people and now you're in a relationship. Like, this is a high quality problem. This is a great problem that you're working on communication in your relationship when before you were afraid to connect. This is great. So those are the kind of problems we want. Not the same problem as now. Let's, let's create better problems, higher quality problems, ideally problems that are serving more than just myself, but other people too. So that's your action set for today. Hope this episode inspires episodes. It's plural. I hope this episode inspires you, energizes you. It's got you ready to take some action. You're awesome. Until we speak again, may have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you are indeed awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.